My scripture for the day is follow me. And with that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. I most graciously have a Father, we come before the throne this morning in your house, giving you to God the glory and praise and thanksgiving for giving your only begotten Son who died on the cross by his shed blood and made all this possible. We give you the praise of your glory, God, for the multitudes that you gave Sod Rock Baptist Church and Damascus Road and blessed us and give us these campuses to be able to serve you and increase the kingdom of God. Lord, I lift up the suffering addict and alcoholic out there in the world to you, Lord, today, and I pray, God, somebody will touch him, speak to him, and let him know that there is hope, and that hope is Jesus Christ, and may he find his way to the hills of Newton County. Lord, I lift up my guys to you this morning, those who are in the program, my alumni. I pray, God, that you hold your hand over them, guide them, protect them, direct them, give them the wisdom and the knowledge. But most of all, Lord, I pray that you give them the skills to carry the good news message of those that are still suffering. Lord, bless me this morning. Cleanse me as a vessel in and out that I may be used by you. Give me the wisdom, God, this morning to rightly divide the Word of God. And again, God, I give you all the praise and glory, God, for our church and all the things that y'all blessed us with. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. I had been on my journey probably about four months. And I had gone to work in Athens in the construction business. Uh, Joan and I were separated at the time, and I was living in a camper with one propane stove and one light. It sounds like I got some resentments about that. Maybe I do. My guys live on, in cabins with full porches overlooking the lake. Something wrong with that. But anyway, I'd been out probably, I'd say between three and four months. And we were building the University of Georgia College Physical Education Building, which is a huge building. And I had a helper that continued to use marijuana around me. And I kept telling him, man, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Please don't do this. Because I was struggling. I'll be honest with you, I was struggling. So finally, I took my east-wing hammer and threatened to convince him to quit doing that around me. And needless to say, I lost my job. So here I am, 60 miles away from what I thought was home, and no job, and I was pretty beat down. You got to remember, an addict is always looking for a reason to quit. Okay, how much clean time you got? So I went back to the home. There was a black dude there. He and I went through the program together. His name was Percy. We were very close. I had been called to preach, and we would travel, and I'd preach, and he'd sing, and Holy Spirit would move on that, and 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 and, and we we really had a good time together. When I got back to the home, Percy was on the phone. He was on some kind of federal, he got, he signed up for some kind of federal research 
in order to fund his treatment. Percy was from the streets of Chicago, and he had the bullet hole scars and the knife scars to prove it. But he loved the Lord. And he was on the phone, and I walked in, I sat down, and he kept looking at me, and he kept looking at me, and he kept on the phone, and he kept looking at me. Finally, he got off the phone, he looked over at me, and he said, What's wrong with you? Matthew 14, verse 22. And straightway Jesus compelled his disciples to get in the ship and to go before him and unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up in the mountain by himself to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But then the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was, was, was vicious. And in the fourth watch, I think it was about three o'clock in the morning, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. But straightway Jesus spake unto him, saying, Be a good cheer, desire, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee, on the water. And Jesus said, Come. And when Peter has come down out of the ship, y'all remember this, he walked on the water to Jesus. So that day, I was fixing to hang it up, and I told Percy what happened on the job. Some of y'all can relate to this. I said, Percy, I've done everything these people's asked me to do, and it ain't going to work. I'm just going to go home. And Percy said, Butch, you're looking back at the storm. Because Scripture says, as Peter was walking on the water, but when he saw the wind vicious and boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, why for did thou doubt? So that day I was talking to Percy and, and told him, I said, I've done everything these people's asked me to do. It ain't working. I can go back home. I can start my construction business back up. I'm going home. Percy said, Butch, you're looking back at the storm. I said, do what? He said, you're looking back at the storm. He said, you're like Peter. When he walked on the water, the second he lost his faith, he began to sing. That was a Friday. Wasn't long after that, John come found me. But, but Percy stayed with me that weekend because he made me, he made me promise him I'd stay till Monday. 
And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they were in the ship, came and worshipped him, saying of, the, of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. So, as Christians, I think sometimes that we do real good when the sun is in our face and the wind is to our back. I think as Christians sometimes, when our faith means the most, we have the less. Let's praise you one time. John was with me and I made this statement from the pulpit. I think she's got it tattooed on her arm. When my gratitude goes, my attitude comes. So I, as, as I look at the scripture, I look back in my life. Where, where as brothers and sisters in Christ are we when one of us are going through trials and tribulations and difficulties. Because, see, God speaks to us through other people. Amen. The most important thing there is, is what we have to say, godly or earthly. So we're moving along here. We've got a lot to celebrate today. Now, after all this, it come time for the crucifixion. And, and Peter, they're at the Last Supper. And see if this don't sound familiar to some of us. But after I risen again, verse 32, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended or abandon you because of thee, yet I will never, be, never leave you. Jesus said unto Peter, Verily I say unto you, that this night before the cock crowed out three times, thou wilt deny me. This is the same Peter that walked on water. So as I look back on my life and and, and Mike and I have talked about this several times. <laughs> I don't know, and I certainly, certainly don't know, that if I was saved before December 27, 1994, I'd been in church, I'd been baptized, But I really can't say if I was saved or not before December 27, 1994. But my testimony to you is, is this. On a Sunday, January 1st, 1995, I weighed about 122 pounds and I was sick. I fell on the altar down in Jesse Mercer's chapel and I cried out to God. God, if you will give me 
the desire, the strength, the courage, and the wisdom, and the will to learn how to live without drugs and alcohol, you can have what's left. I know I did that deal that day. So, it rocked along, and I, and I need to tell you this, God has certainly kept up his end of the deal, and I've struggled, but I believe for the most part I have too. So we move on from there. And as you know, Peter denied Christ three times, denied the crucifixion, as Jesus prophesied, and stood beside the enemy's heater like I stood beside the enemy's heater for 25 years of my addiction. And then we come to the part that means the most to me. I was reading my Bible one night, and then the conviction was all over me. I didn't know what God had for me to do, but I knew he had something. We go back over to the 20, 21st chapter of John, and again, but when the, new, the fourth verse, but when the morning had come, Jesus stood on the shore as the disciples fished, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have they any, 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 any fish? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast a net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it all in for the multitude of fishes. Therefore, that the disciples whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that, he, it was the Lord, he took off his fisherman's coat unto him, for he was naked, and he cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it was 200 cubits, dragging the net with fishes. And soon then, as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and the fish laid on in the bread. Jesus saith unto them, Bring some of the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went and drew the net to the land of great fishes, 150, 153, for all there were so many, yet not the net broke. Jesus saying to him, Come and eat breakfast. And the disciples dared ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? Peter jumped out the boat this time, just like he did the first time. But he swam to shore. What happened? Same Peter. 
Probably the same boat. Probably the same body of water. First time he jumped out of the boat, he walked towards Jesus on the water. Second time he swam. I believe I've been around a few rounds now. I believe that the body of Christ church is in the condition it's in now because we have sinned without repenting and we've lost the spiritual warfare. The main testimony that you have is what does the world see in you? Do we change who we are? We call it the chameleon syndrome at Damascus Road. Do you change who you are depending on where you're at and where you, who you're around? Been doing this a few days. If we keep changing who we are based on the environment that we are in, we're eventually going to lose contact with who we really are. So, now we're going to look. I was laying in my bed one night and ended up over the last chapter of John. And I looked up and we had what we call quads then. My guys have two to a room. We had four. They, get, they got two bathrooms. We had one. Anyway. I was in bed one night, and I looked up, and there's three other guys in, 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 in the quad with me. And I noticed all three of them was under the age of 25. Now, here I am at almost the age of 46, almost dying of an addiction, weighed about 130 pounds, had lost everything that had ever meant anything to me except the last breath in my body. And I had to stop. Boy, they ain't got to go where I went. They ain't going to make it. So these are the verses I read. So when they had dined, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yes, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee, he hath unto him, feed my sheep. Now I studied some years ago, Christ asked him this, this question three times. First question was, does he love him like a brother? The second question was, does he love him like a rabbi? Then he said to him again, the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? 
He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? As Christ, son of God, Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. I remember this like it was just a few seconds ago. I said, God send me. I'd lived 25 years in that hell. I knew what it was. I had been to jail. I had lost everything that ever get many anything to me. And, he, and, and his command on my life, or his calling on my life at that time, was to feed his sheep. And, I, and, and seeing and knowing what I knew then, I said, God, send me. Something went from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, and I ain't been the same since. I had sought deliverance for years. I set up under one of the finest fire brimstone preachers in our part of the country for two or three years. I prayed, God, take this from me. But I couldn't get sober. Finally, my health got to the point one night where I had two seizures and I cried out, God, I don't want to die like this. Three days later, God delivered me to Jesse Mercer's church chapel down in Green County to a man by the name of Jim Vogt. Because, see, for me, it wasn't the destination. It was the journey. As Christians, it's not our destination. It's what does our journey look like. Paul says nothing, nobody, nothing, nothing, nowhere will ever separate us once we have a genuine salvation experience will ever separate us from Christ. I believe once saved, always saved. But what does his journey look like? I didn't know it at the time, but I was fixing to embark on a very long journey. I've been doing what I'm doing 16 years, 21 years. We've had Damascus Road for 16. We have celebrated, and some of the alumni that you sat in our room, children have sober fathers. We've, we've seen many miracles, but we've also done a few funerals. But I ask you this morning, in these three states of Peter, what state are you in today? Are you filled with the Holy Spirit being able to do all miracles? It's what Jesus told the disciples they could do. Are you in the state that Peter was in at the night of the crucifixion? 
Are you in denial? That when you put in certain situations around certain people, Peter even cursed God. Sometimes we may not curse God. But our behavior as being a Christian is an abomination before God, which is just as bad as cursing God. So as Joe and them come this morning, I ask you a question. What state are you in this morning? Do you have something in your life that you got between you and God? Do you have something that's more important to you than being able to serve, Christ, to serve God in a Christ-like manner? Do we have anyone this morning that does not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I cry out to you, come up this here this morning, repent of your sins, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, because there's a life out there that you know nothing about. So as Joe and him play this morning, the altar is open. Y'all please come.